Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Maroon and Bold. It's our post-spring break edition. Today's March 14th, recording on a Monday. And for our first guest here today, we've got our wrestling beat reporter, Megan Youngblood. Megan, how was your spring break? It was good. Definitely a much-needed break, just being able to relax, not have to worry about any schoolwork, and just, it was nice. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Megan, you handled a little bit of everything for us. You... Um, started off spring break by covering the MAC Wrestling Championships. Uh, did some softball stuff throughout the week as well, too. But let's start with the wrestling. Um, so Central Michigan wins the MAC regular season title. They roll over everybody. Um, and then the Chippewas kind of hit a little bit of a snag in um, in their performance. So I guess, Megan, just take me through what... Uh, what you saw from the tournament and some of your general impressions. Um, I think that they did uh, – it was definitely different than what I'm used to seeing. Like, like they rolled through the MAC and they get to the tournament, and it was kind of like a different team almost in a way. Like, a lot of the wrestlers just didn't seem ready in a way, and it just – they were all close matches, though, and they were fighting hard. Like, most of them were lost by one point, mm-hmm. and that was probably the hardest thing. And there were a lot of overtime matches, and I think they did the best that they could do, and it just – uh, they should be proud of what they did, but, I mean, it's not the greatest outcome they wanted. But they play second. And, I mean, this is the first time without Missouri in the yep. uh, MAC, So, it was going to be a new champion, and it would have been nice to have the Chippewas as a new champion. But, I mean, they finished with, like, 120-something points, which is still pretty good. And they have four qualifying for the NCAA. Yeah. Um. So, those four qualifiers qual- – excuse me, geez. <laughs> These four qualifiers, you've got Matt Stencil – um, he's going to be the eighth seed at 285 pounds. Uh, Johnny Lovett is 15th at 157. Corbin Munson is 25th seeded at 149. And then Dresden Simon, despite what I think everybody would call a disappointing performance, oh, yeah. gets an at-large bid at 141. He's going to be seeded 14th. I want to start with Stencil, though. Five MAC titles. I mean, how crazy is that? That is absolutely insane, and... His whole energy throughout all the matches, you could see that he had the drive and the determination to win. And even afterwards, he handled it with such um, sportsmanship. It wasn't like he was like going crazy. Okay. He just held up the five fingers, and I think that is absolutely amazing for him. It's so good for this program. And, I mean, he won in stencil-like fashion. I mean, he pinned two guys in his performance on Friday, and then he got a close win on uh, Saturday to finish out. Yeah, no, that's really good. I mean, Matt Stencil, anybody who's ever came to um, any sort of – Central Michigan wrestling me, wrestling me over the last uh, five years. There's a good chance you've watched Matt Stencil pin somebody. Exactly. Um, so, I guess with him, right? That next question becomes: Can he go out and win a national title or get it? You know, in that medal round, um, so to speak. And and what are your ch- what do you think the chances are of that happening? I mean, seated eighth, so he's going to be on the top end of the bracket. Um, so certainly a good start there, but going to be a tough road. What are your thoughts? I think he can. I think especially after coming off of this, like he's got the the hype from it. You know, he's probably got the adrenaline rush from winning five and breaking the record, which was he set in the first place. And I think that he could come out on top and get that national championship. Yep. And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk Simon next because, you know, like we mentioned, it was a disappointing showing at his last MAC tournament. Um, he was seated number one. Uh, the odds-on favorite, certainly. In fact, I believe he was the number one at 141 in, like, the country. Yeah. Um, which, uh, again, he just didn't live up to the building. But now he's hungry, right? He's right. He's ready to get after it. Um, he's going to be 
facing the 19 seed Chad Red of Nebraska. And these actually these two met um, at the 2021 NCAA tournament. Dresden Simon defeated yeah. Red six to three. Um, Red obviously went on to finish fifth last year at, at their weight class. So Simon, what are our thoughts there? Uh, I think he's hungry and he definitely wants this. And I mean, he's coming out for vengeance, I think, because, you know, it was a very disappointing loss for him. And it was a huge upset. I I was watching it and it was just unbelievable to see. And so I think he's coming out for blood and he wants to, and I think he has a chance of getting that, getting at least higher in the rankings. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we'll, we'll quickly go over the other two guys, Johnny Lovett, Corbin Munson, both first timers in the national um, the national tournament. I think Corbin Munson especially is an interesting one because he was kind of up and down the last couple of years. Um, and then all of a sudden this year, he's just taken his performance to a whole nother level. I mean, just what have you seen from Munson um, moving into the into now the national tournament, but really throughout the season as a whole? Uh, he's a very aggressive wrestler. He comes out and gets his points early. He's like he'll get his takedowns and he'll control the match for the rest of the match. And I think that's what's key is that he comes out really aggressive and keeps it in control. And I think that's just what he just needs to keep doing. And even with matches where he might fall behind, he still keeps it close and manages to even come back a little bit. And he's very agile and like it's hard to keep him down even once you pin him he or like get a takedown. He's very quick to get out of it or quick to reverse it. And he's always moving and staying on his feet, and I think that's one of the key things that he's got to keep doing. Yeah, no doubt. And then real quick on Johnny Lovett. Um, Lovett's going to be seated 15th at the 157 weight. Um, you know, Lovett's still a young guy. Uh, the Florida native is a, believe, a so- redshirt sophomore. Um, let me double-check that real quick. I think it's yep, a redshirt sophomore, sophomore from yeah. Miami, Florida. Yeah, um, just, you know, obviously a long way to go in his career still, but getting to this stage is huge. And what do you think he can learn from this experience? I think he can learn just that, like, patience is key because mm-hmm. he's all, he's very patient every single one of his matches. His scoring comes always late in every single match, like the third period. And I think that is the key thing for him is that he just – he moves around the mat a lot and waits for his opponent to come to him. And I think that's a smart move because that's what he does best is that he's not going to make the first move. He's going to wait for them and then attack at that point. And I just think he needs to keep being steady and consistent with that, and that can win him. Yeah, no doubt. So the MAC Wrestling Champ, or the excuse me, not the MAC Wrestling Championships. Those just concluded. The NCAA Wrestling Championships are coming up this weekend um, in Detroit. Um, we're gonna see what we can do as far as coverage goes for that. Um, not quite sure if we'll be able to, uh, so you know, be credentialed, so to speak. But Detroit, not a far drive from your hometown. Right. Um, we can certainly probably get boots on the ground for that. But Megan, uh, just wanted to thank you for coming on and. Uh, Hope to hear from you again next week. Hopefully after some Chippewas make some noise at the National Yes, list. sir. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. And you can follow Megan on Twitter at MeganYB10, and you can read all of her work on the, under the wrestling tab. She's also done some D3 hockey stuff, uh, done some softball stuff. Obviously had the big story uh, a couple weeks ago when we last recorded. Um, so Megan's doing a great job, and you can find all of her work at cm-life.com. All right, on this interview... We welcome on our two men's basketball beat reporters together at the same time, no less. Um, Ashley Berkness, Noah Wolbrick, you two have just got back from your trip to Cleveland, your little one-day rendezvous over to Cleveland. (laughs) Uh, We sent you two and then two photographers, Nate Pappas, Abby Jenkins. Both of them did a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Where do you want to start? Um, <laughs> so we're essentially just going to go over the, the whole trip because I've heard very little. Um, so let's start with, it would have been Wednesday, your travel day. Mm-hmm. Noah, you were coming from Macomb. Yep, yep. Ashley was coming from her home in Illinois. Yes. So how did that go? Well, well, I, we got, Nate came all the way from Mount Pleasant and picked up uh, Abby <coughs> and I and Macomb and pretty much just took a nice car ride down and talked a little bit, got to know each other a little better. So who had the aux? Nobody. There was really? no music. No, no music? No. no How long music. was the drive? It was about three hours, I think. And no and music. Then, yeah. Well, How was, about that? I was working on the Kevin Miller little preview thing yep. while we were, I was in the front seat, and that was a big majority of the time because every time there'd be a little bump or a curve, my keyboard would just go, kick it up, and then I'd do a bunch of stuff. So you go down there, musicless road trip, no yeah, less, which is crazy to me. Ashley, you're coming from Illinois. Yeah. How far was the drive? Like six hours and 15 minutes, I think. So when did you leave? Like so, what time of day? Not that early. So my dad, because my dad ended up going with me. Okay. So in, we left at like, gosh, like nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, I think, in the morning. I think, I'm not sure, I don't remember. Okay, so you, did your dad go to the game then? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. He, yeah. So you guys get to Cleveland, what's the first thing you do? Starbucks. Starbucks? Yep. I, uh, we went and got food, and I was going to go to the subway right, right on the corner, but uh-huh. they were closed. It was only like 6 o'clock, so I was a little disappointed. I'm They're like, still recovering from All-Star Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's a little pizza place like right across the street. So I wa- walked in there, and I grabbed... Uh, some slices, a slice of pizza and some wings, and I walked out, and I'm like, oh, hey, there's a liquor store right here. I'll oh, grab boy. a little six-pack. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, Noah is 21, by the way. Yes, yes, I uh, Ashley is also 21. I she am. turned 21 on Wednesday. Wednesday. Her 21st yep. birthday, the night yep. before the MAC tournament. Um, so you guys got settled in to the hotel. How did we feel about the room? That was, was good. That was nice. Yeah. That's good. The bathroom was surprisingly small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's just the way the build it, like an old downtown building. Yeah. They yeah. had to like cram the bathroom in there. Mm-hmm. So like your knees would be like touching the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, understandable on that. So you guys recorded the pregame video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Noah pulls a CM Life Sports logo from the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that logo existed. Oh, yeah. That okay, so that actually was a, an Adobe uh, stock thing okay. that I put CM Life Sports in. Okay, because that was fire. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I just the funny thing, and, and if you follow our socials, you'll notice I posted the video on the sports social without the logo, whatever <laughs> that was, and not two minutes later, Noah had the video up with the logo. I was like, all right, strike this. We'll just retweet Noah's from now on. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. That took a while to render. It, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering, because Ashley sent me the video, and so I just I was like, okay, I'll give them a little <laughs> bit of time, and if they don't post it on theirs, I'll just post it on mine. Well, like 20 minutes went by. I was like, all right, I'll just post this myself. No worries. <laughs> and then not two seconds later, yeah. the video's up. 
It was like literally, I refreshed my personal feed and it was the CM Life Sports video, and then right above it was Noah's. <laughs> it was crazy. We had uh, also the lighting in uh, in Ashley and Abby's room wasn't it was so awful. Good. So, really? Shout out to my dad. Mm-hmm. This man rearranged his hotel room, changed light bulbs, lampshades. That is amazing. So we could get some good lighting. Shout out to Ashley's dad. What a legend. He's, yeah. What a legend. So then you guys, you guys roll into Cleveland. What time did you guys leave the hotel in the morning? We left pretty early. Like a little bit after 8.30. Breakfast or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Free continental breakfast. You're not going to turn that (laughs) off. No doubt. So... You get to Rocket, it's Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I always want to call it Quicken Loans, but it's yeah. Rocket, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, shout out Dan Gilbert. <laughs> so, you guys check in. Now, this is kind of where my concerns came into play because when I filled out the credential applications, it didn't have the specification of whether you were a writer or whether you were a photographer slash videographer. So I just signed all, all four of you up for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I and then after I did it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, this is going to be a problem. So I called the MAC communications coordinator, tried to get some info, didn't hear anything back. So then I'm just sitting there Thursday morning thinking, please, God, just let them get in. <laughs> let them go to the right spots. We did the two boys, two girls. So if it's one each, so we can just switch credentials. It won't be that big of a deal. And... I get a phone call from Noah at like 9.30 and I missed the call, might have slept in. And I get the phone call, I'm thinking, oh crap, they didn't get in. So I call Noah and the first thing Noah does is, what was I going to ask Christian about again? And I was like, oh boy. And then it it turned out to be something very minor. But the one thing I did want to get into when it comes to pregame was, you guys got photos coming off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted, like, we talked about it in our little meeting before we sent you guys on your way. And I was thinking, we ne- we didn't get pictures coming off the bus the last time I went there. Um, in fact, I think the only time we've ever done anything like that was the MAC title game for football back in 2019 when Evan Petzold and I were down there. Um, but other than that, we didn't get any photos coming off the bus. And then I get on CEO, and there's just photos of dudes getting off the bus, shaking hands with security guards. So how in the world did you guys swing that? So actually, Nate yeah. was in contact with uh, one of the guys from the Mac mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of days. And he really? was asking about the bus. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of being persistent with it. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. and so they, for him. They, they came back, and they was like, yeah, we can probably swing something for you. And then we didn't really hear anything after that yeah. for a little bit. And then in the morning... Uh, yes. We went, like, immediately went down on the court, and Nate's like, oh, the guy's down on the court. Yeah. So we walked down to the court, we met him, and then we went through the tunnel, um, the, through the calves, like, tunnel in the little back area yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and went in the, their parking garage. That's sick. It was, yeah. cool. was it Was it Jeremy? Was that the guy that he said yeah, to? I yeah, that's the, that's the man. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. Uh, he's helped me out with some stuff. Um, so, basically... Well, before we get into the game, I want to ask about the pregame media setup. I want to ask about did did, did they kind of the when I when I went down there in 2019, they had like a back out back area where it was like a media workroom. Did they have food available for you guys? No. Okay, so then things have definitely changed yeah. because mm-hmm. that when I was there, which of course was the day before the world shut down, <laughs> um, they they rolled out the red carpet. There was breakfast for the morning game. Uh, we stayed out because Central, the women's team was the first team to play uh, mm-hmm. when I went down there. And 
Of course, then you get the lunch spread roll out for the yeah. second game. So we had breakfast, lunch there, and then we went home. Glad we got out of there when we did. So no food. No. no pre- wow. They they sent an email about that yeah. pretty early on, though, so mm-hmm. we at least need to prepare. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, but that's good at least. They were like, oh, hey, we do have other options in the stadium, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you want to pay $8 for a hot dog, yeah. uh-huh. we can certainly accommodate <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um. So then you guys get into the game. What was kind of the vibe like in warm-ups? Obviously, you got to see them get off the bus. Mm-hmm. Um. Just really what was the vibe uh, heading into the big game? They look pretty energized. Yeah. And then uh, Abby and Nate were sending, were already working. Oh, yeah. They were, they, they did were, a very good yeah, job. Yeah, they were. They did amazing. They didn't stop the whole time we were there. So no. they were sending pictures up within the first couple minutes of them being in the yeah. pregame. So we were, we were sending those in and then watching them warm up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was pretty typical. They yeah. looked like yeah. they, were, they were ready, though. Mm-hmm. They didn't look slow or anything. Yeah. And then they come out. And they're right in it, man. Oh, yeah. What a game it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't see it, Central Michigan lost by three, one, one, one point, seventy-two, seventy-one. That's right. Yes. They missed the free. Toledo missed the free throws at the end. Um, they launched up a, a three-pointer, Harrison Henderson. Yep. With three seconds, which is a lot of time when you've got the ball at the three-point line. Yeah. yeah. Three seconds is a lot of time. Um, but I think this might harken back, and you too. I mean, you guys have covered the team closely. I think part of the problem with the late game is that they've had, what, two games where they didn't even get a shot off before the buzzer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe one of the times was with Henderson. So I think that there maybe might have been a little bit of panic there. Do you guys feel the same way? I think it was because Boopy got the ball and was running down, or Kevin Miller, I should say. He's running down the court with the ball, and it looks like he was like, oh, maybe he could drive to the basket, but he kind of got cut off. So he passed it to the three-point line, maybe looking for a swing. But I think, like you said, that mentality and the, from previous games where they're down and they didn't even get a shot yeah. off, yeah. I think it was just like, I got to put up something right now. Right, mm-hmm. you just have to launch at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so they lose the game. You guys do the post-game. It was on Zoom? No, no, no it was in, in person. person. It was in person. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so how was that? That's your guys' first in-person yeah, person. Yeah. That, that, was, that was cool. We... First, they said they were going to do Central first, so we got there uh, early, but it was Toledo, Toledo, so we walked in on Toledo, and it was a pretty full room of really? reporters, mm-hmm. and so we kind of got to hear their coach and uh, Cet- uh, Cedric Milner and, um, was it Hollins? Rollins? Rollins. Rollins, Rollins, yeah, my bad. Yeah. He, uh, so got to hear them talk a little bit. Um, Toledo's coach was hyping up Central's team a little really? bit towards the end, which was nice, uh, but... Once Central came in, Tony Barbie, uh, Brian Taylor, and Kevin Miller, they all came and sat down. And, and everybody left. Everyone left. Really? Yeah. Yes. It was just you guys? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> one other, I think, university <laughs> yeah. guy. University reporter. Was it Snedden, maybe? No, no. no. Snedden was, was there. A, it was a younger, younger It's Caleb guy. Frank. Young, Caleb Frank. Okay, yeah, he's a broadcasting student. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, what we're looking at here is the fact that, first of all, Central Michigan gets no love from the media. Not at all. I understand why there's a bunch of Toledo people there with yeah. it being in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but, man, that's mm-hmm. a tough look. I'm, then again, really, nobody else covers Central Michigan, and nobody certainly covers them like we do. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Kevin Miller for a little bit just because, first of all, the fact that he's even made available just like – because. For whatever reason, freshmen don't really get a ton of media availability here. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we talked to a freshman, uh, at least a true freshman, all year last year for football. Um, and then basketball, it's always been kind of sparse. And then baseball, we didn't really have player availability till the end of the year. So um, just kind of your thoughts on Kevin Miller um, in terms of his performance, maybe if he said something after the game, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, he all year just got better and better mm-hmm. and better. It seemed like he maybe the begin- beginning of the season, there was kind of that freshman wall that he had to get yeah. through. But, I mean, then they are playing – they're playing crazy teams for their out of conference, you know, yeah. playing Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tough way to start your freshman year. Under, yeah, understandable. But, I mean, he really picked it up, and he, I think, once he learned, like when they were winning, once he learned how they were getting those W's, he kind of reconfigured his game a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no doubt. So this team's gonna bring back a whole bunch. Yeah. From the grand, they're gonna lose a lot because mm-hmm. the guys are losing Henderson, Besaith, Healy. Three huge contributors, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you look down that line, coming back, you'll have Miller, you'll have Taylor, um, you'll have Miro, who obviously he started out well, didn't have the end of the season. I think he many people would have wanted, but battled injuries. Looks yeah. like you're gonna have Oscar Lopez back. Nobody really knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he posted that highlight tape at the what like mid season and yeah. ha- hasn't played since. Yeah. Um, but it looked like he was still on the bench, traveling with the team and being a good teammate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have. Oh, gosh. I mean, the list goes on and on, really. Guys that maybe you see a little bit more out of next year. Um, Andre Polk is another Andre Polk, yeah. when he gets healthy, he'll be. Yeah. You know, they wanted him to get stronger. Um, and obviously, he can't do that on a torn MCL. But right. be interested to see how he comes back next year. Um, Tony Green's another one I've heard a yeah. lot of good things about. Didn't yeah. play. He redshirted this year. Um, and then Nico Pavretti yeah. as well, yeah. who – Nico had a shot in that game against Toledo where it was like dribbled the ball off of his face or something and then turned around and threw it in. And it just goes to show you that he's so athletic. Oh, yeah. Pavretti is so athletic and he's, you know, you're adjusting to a new country, um, Division One college basketball. Um, at six foot 11, he's about 40 pounds lighter than all the big yeah. guys he went against. When he figures it out and, like, when when that clicks for him, Nico's going to be a problem, oh, I yeah. think. I yeah. think he's going to be a very good player in the MAC. Uh, maybe you develop a three-point shot with him as well. I think that'd be kind of crazy. We'll, but We'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah right. We'll, not to put too many sense. eggs in the basket. <laughs> yeah. um, but one player, I just want to hear from both of you, one player who you think could take a huge leap going into next year. Hmm. I think Brian Taylor. Yeah, I like that pick. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where I'm. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. I mm-hmm. think that Brian Taylor, he hit a couple big threes. Um, yeah, I think he's the, on fire. The three point, the three point shot for him was kind of up and down this season. I think yeah. I don't know where he finished at percentage he wise. Yeah, he didn't take a lot of shots though. Yeah, no. he, like if he missed a couple, he was kind of done. Yeah, he's just so athletic. Yeah, he's so athletic, and and then on defense, I wanted to kind of talk because that conversation kind of starts with Brian Taylor, because mm-hmm. uh, he's mm-hmm. so long. Central Michigan did something that not many people do in college anymore, and certainly not many in the MAC. They played zone. Mm-hmm. They played a lot of zone, and and I watched the game right, and at halftime, Tony Barbie talked about it um, with the sideline reporter. He just said that they were playing zone, and it was taking Toledo out of its rhythm. They're a very good man-to-man team, and. You know, you allow teams to get comfortable by playing man-to-man and you just run your sets over and over again. But 
you know, they play that 2-3, and they kind of extend it past half court just to slow you down. Right. And because of that, a team that is – and I think that they'd be the first one to tell you, they're not as talented as Toledo. Right. And yet they had a chance to win that game in the last 10 seconds. Yeah. And I just – I think that effort is incredible. Just – I don't know. You guys got any other thoughts? Yeah, because after the game, uh, Tony came on and he – because I asked him about yeah. the same thing, and he was like, you know, we don't have the depth – to go guy for guy, man yeah. for man, mm-hmm. in a game against <clears throat> Toledo. I mean, I think they, they proved they could that night. Yeah. But, like, in the long run, especially with all the injuries, just what, like, how many people come off the bench? Right. Yeah. They, can't, they can't do that, so. I mean, I think Boopy played all 40 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, guys like Besaith, um, Healy was probably close to 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. They didn't really have a backup point guard. No. Or no. nor did they really have a backup two guard. Mm-mm. Like no. your your sixth man is, you know, when they started Nico, it would have been Harrison Henderson. But like your sixth man on that team with Henderson in the lineup is probably Nico or Stoffel. And yeah. then after those two, what do you have? Jurgens and Jack Webb, who talented yeah. players, good athletes, but at the same time, like Jurgens is five foot ten, and you're asking him to play point guard. Um, can light it up shooting when he has the ball, but you know you just. Defense probably yeah. leaves a little more to be desired, especially then, when you got like Rollins comes yeah. six yeah. four athletic scorer that can really like I don't think yeah. Jurgens really is going to be able to stop that on defense. And then Webb is like six foot four, good size, but in that rotation you're asking him to play power forward. Yeah, and like he hustles his tail off, plays super hard. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to stick around, but there's just not a whole lot you can ask when he's getting back down by six eight six nine, and. Yeah right shoulder left hook over the top of his head like it's just they were just at kind of a roster disadvantage um you know if Jermaine Jackson stays I don't know what happens because he sure he'd be the backup point guard and he could score the ball but also who knows what happens with the chemistry of the team it just seems like after he left they found another gear or something Mm -hmm. yeah because like I I can't speak on totally like what was that issue there yeah me either but but, uh Mm -hmm. but you know they played better yeah. And I think we talked about this earlier in the year. Maybe they relied on that shot and him to score so yeah, much. Yeah, it, it seemed early in the year like it was heavily, 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 heavily reliant on Jackson's three-pointers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, it was Jermaine is going to come in the game, and when he's on the floor, he's, he's going to shoot the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. uh, The ball would get stuck in his hands, and then – I think when they, maybe it was just as simple as letting the restriction, letting Boopy off the leash. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, he was splitting time with Jermaine or they were playing them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goodness, when he got to run the show, he proved he was legit. Yeah, yeah, he did. He proved he was legit. So when we go next year, right? And obviously, Noah, you're graduating, so you won't be yeah. around. But Ashley, mm-hmm. for the basketball season next year, is this team that. I, I guess just wanted to ask you what you think the standard should be for the team next year. I mean, is this a team where if you get to Cleveland, you're happy? Are you looking to get to Cleveland and win a game? Or should this team be expecting to win the MAC title? Oh, I think they're expected to go to the MAC and win games, multiple games. I like that. I like that. I think yes. that that's going to be the standard they're held to. Yeah. It's like, all right, we with what we had this year, we got there. Should have won the first game. Should have yeah. beat Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now I think you do. You have to level it up. I think that they're going to hit the transfer portal hard again. Uh, maybe look to bring in a talented high school kid or two. But yeah. you're looking at a lot of that team's core coming back. And, you know, when you've got a good point guard, you you can make things happen on offense. Especially in the MAC. Yeah. The MAC yes. is very point guard reliant. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at what's come through the last couple of years with Jason Preston. Yep. Uh, Central Michigan's had a handful of good point guards yeah. in recent memory. Marcus Keene. That list kind of starts yeah. and ends with him. Um, Larry Austin did all. Larry yeah. Austin was good. Sean Roundtree, yeah. he was more of a two guard, but Sean Roundtree was very good. Um, I think that should be maybe the the number one goal for this offseason for CMU is get a two guard, a veteran two guard maybe out of the portal that you can pair with Ke- Kevin Miller, and then you kind of have that Austin Roundtree dynamic that they had two years ago yeah. when they went down and made it to the semifinals. So. I don't know. I'm not the GM. I'm not the head coach, but that was just a thought. Um, guys, anything else to add from your trip in Cleveland? Any other wacky hijinks, crazy mm. stories? Well, my parents came down. Or, yeah, came down. All right, I said it right. Uh-huh. Not up. <laughs> they came down to Cleveland uh, to watch the game. and That's super cool. After we went and got some drinks and stuff to celebrate, not – you know they lost, but celebrate a pretty good game. And right, and just the fact that you yeah. guys were down there, yeah, yeah I think it's super cool. First time in Cleveland. Shout out CM Life for bringing us down. Yeah, there. yes. Awesome. Shout out Dave. <laughs> yeah, it was great though. It was a fun. It was really weekend. fun. Yeah, that is good. And I I can't speak for you guys, but I had a lot of fun seeing all the stuff that came out of that. I thought our <laughs> photographers did an awesome job. I thought you guys did an awesome job. Um, and I know a lot of people think that way too. I was told, but. Um, yeah, thanks for stopping by, guys. It was fun to hear how your uh, your little excursion down to Cleveland went. <laughs> yeah. And um, be sure to get these guys to you in the near future. Noah, you're going to be – you've already kind of started with baseball. Yep. yep. Um, Ashley, with softball, real quick, just from you two, what are your thoughts on, on your respective teams and where they've been to this point in the year? I like uh, – for the baseball team, I, I like – our offensive game right now, it's not totally uh, consistent, but yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of like living up to what they're doing last year. Uh, Andrew Taylor is starting, yes, he's, playing, he's been very good, playing great. But honestly, it kind of at at this point in the season, it kind of starts and ends with him, with consistency, because yeah. the pitching right now is a little bit all over the place. Right, and I think that kind of comes with the cold weather and your yep. they're practicing in, inside all the time. I think they'll probably hit their stride like they do every year right around the time they come yep. back here and start playing games. Um, Ashley, on the softball side, they've been kind of up and down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they went 0-4 in the, the Bluegrass Challenge, but those were against, I think they played three teams maybe. Maybe it was two. Uh, I know it was Louisville and Kentucky for sure, and those yeah. are two darn good teams. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a ton to hang their heads about. Plus, they were competitive in those games. Oh, yeah. Um, just kind of real quick, what sticks out about them to yeah, you? Yeah, I think this team has already been through so much. Yes, factual. You know, with a couple of weeks ago with, like, the whole bus accident. So, I think they're starting off very well, too. And I think that with them going through so much, they have a very strong bond. And mm-hmm. I think they're there for each other. They pick each other up when they're down. And I think that's going to help them. And... Shannon Stein has just been an absolute monster. Yes, she has been very, very, very good. Um, but that's going to do it for, for this interview. We're going to have Sean Chase on um, in our next interview. But Megan, 
or excuse me, not Megan, Ashley and Noah. Megan and I'm so used to having Megan and Ashley in here together. <laughs> um, Ashley, you can follow her on Twitter at Ash Berkness. Noah is at Noah Wolbricht. Um, and if you don't got time for Twitter, then just hop on our website, cm-life.com, and go to the sports tab, and you'll find their stuff all over the place. Um, but, yeah, thanks again, Noah and Ashley. Thank you very much, yeah. Kirsten.